Today's episode is presented by Lodestar, the fee experts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Lending Leaders. For a great guest for you today, Dave Savage, Chief Innovation Officer at Trust Engine. Dave, thanks so much for coming on uh, the show today. Yeah, no, it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So you're, uh, you know, everyone calls themselves a visionary, but I would definitely put you in that category in the industry in terms of what you've done with Mortgage Coach, the the other companies that you've started and, and run over the years. Um, really curious to you know, start with kind of your focus on innovation, right? In the mortgage industry, isn't that just spitting into the wind? Yeah, no, I've I've always had a passion for for innovating, you know, stealing the quote from Wayne Gretzky, you know, where the puck is going and, and, yeah. and skating to it before everyone else. It's just always been a, just kind of mm-hmm. a natural thing. I have another Wayne Gretzky uh, quote behind me is you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So. Exactly. I I, I use both of those in my head all the time. Yeah, we're probably going to hit a, a record for quotes in this um, in this interview <laughs> as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, so what does it what does it look like, especially over your career, right? Where what does innovation look like? Where have you seen it? Things go well. Where have you see you know struggles? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, there's been two really. I mean, well, there's been more than two innovations, but the two things that I think of mostly. When I when I think of the mortgage industry, and I guess I'll throw in a third, is you know I mean I started in the in the in the late '80s and and you know took a handwritten app, you know yeah. hand that off to someone that used a typewriter, mm-hmm. and if they made a mistake they had to start over, and you know when the LOS came out I mean that that was a big deal and you know and a, mm-hmm. and a huge I mean innovation. Uh, and then, and then, you know, there's, there's been innovation, but I've always felt like it, it's, it's, it's been slow. Obviously in, in 2000, I think it was 2007 when the iPhone came out, um, just a massive acceleration of, of technology, mm-hmm. of innovation. Not only, you know, did that enable the experience we have today with consumers, um, but, but that also has, you know, massively improved a loan officer's ability to, to deliver mm-hmm. the right message at the right time. Um, you know, it is kind of interesting from a pricing standpoint. I've always felt um, we've been a we've been a little behind the curve, and you know, like a a, product, a pricing engine, you know, didn't have fees in it. So, I mean that that has yeah. really been broken up until fairly fairly recently. Um, but you know, the other big innovation is is when the rocket went off during a Super Bowl commercial, which yeah. while there was a lot of technology powering that. Let's face it. There was a lot of marketing, like, "Hey, consumers, you can push button, get mortgage," mm-hmm. but but that is where I really feel like the arms race started. Like the industry yeah. started going, like, "Whoa," you know, like, right. and, and a lot of the technology was there to do that. But you know, we're we're in this era right now, and I call it the you know, like we're in this digital shift era, and I would say that it started in two thousand seven. I do think by two thousand twenty seven. Uh, how we do loans and the insist mm-hmm. and the efficiency in which we are able to both manufacture a loan and optimize a database it'll mm-hmm. be somewhat unrecognizable like like mm-hmm. in, you know by 2027 that's just kind of a a benchmark that i have in my head okay. uh where things will be very very different much more efficient mm-hmm. much better and for innovators like mm-hmm. the two of us that have technology yeah. that helps power a lot of that mm-hmm. i think we're going to be pretty happy with where things yeah. are at by that time Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I've always struggled with with looking at innovation and in mortgages, it seems like 
Um, the industry lags behind where technology is. Digital closings is an example of that. That technology has been around probably for 10, 15 years, right? Digital signatures, um, you know, a, a video conference like we're doing now, right? So why hasn't it been adopted, right? You run into kind of hard business issues of things that are going on. So, you know, where, where do you see that going where kind of the industry is slow to accept technology that is already there, um, but there's non, you know, technology factors that are, are slowing things down? I mean, I, you know, when I first, you know, coming out of the meltdown, 2007 to 2010, I call it that meltdown era, you know, lenders started, you know, um, getting better at, you know, well, first of all, not getting better. They started actually making more enterprise technology decisions, <laughs> but, but, but I would say they, they've gotten a lot better, you know, first of all, getting people from outside the mortgage industry that have come in from other industries that are true technologists. Um, mm -hmm. It's happened. It used to be like, you know, selling tech to the mortgage industry, you know, everybody yeah. in the C-suite and everybody in the decision-making role, you know, was a loan officer once upon a time, you know, and, and the person making the CRM choice was their top producing loan officer that had a way that they like to do things. And they were either yeah. driving that decision or, or sometimes they were promoted to that position. So I, I, I think we're now at a point where there's enough outside blood, enough, you know, um, innovative lenders that we're going to see a real acceleration in both lenders making mm -hmm. better technology decisions and then lenders implementing those better. Although the mortgage mm -hmm. industry still provides some unique challenges that other industries don't have yeah. when it comes to, you know, implementing mm -hmm. new processes and new technologies. Yeah. I think going off of that, too, in terms of, you know, the challenge for technology for lenders, one lender once told me that there's, I think, 45 different vendors that they have technology wise connected with their LOS one way or another. Right. And there's so many niche players ourselves being some of them. Um, but you talk about the, you know, the LOS getting created, uh, the POS kind of getting created with Rocket Mortgage. Right. Is that going to go away um, in terms of the number of vendors to deal with? Like, will this ever really get consolidated? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm a I'm a big believer in 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 best practices. You know, if if someone mm -hmm. does too many different things, they're good in a lot of things and not great in yeah. anything. Uh, and I'm mm -hmm. a big believer in companies that um, in technology providers like both of our businesses yeah. uh, that we're best practice in what we do, but yet we're very thoughtful about how we integrate with other technologies so that we're providing yeah. the consumer. With a seamless single login experience, um, and we're providing mm -hmm. a lender with the ability to leverage a lot of different best of breed technologies, but leveraging APIs so that so that it really is seamless. You know, do loan officers have too mm -hmm. many logins today? Absolutely. Do yeah. do I think the number of logins will shrink? Absolutely. Do I think the logins are going to shrink mostly because one company is doing it all? No, I think they're going to shrink because more companies right. like ours. Um, and I always think of you yeah. as a as a real innovator around integrating into a best of practice platform. But because mm -hmm. more technology companies are like ours, you know, where hey, like we can yeah. integrate together and give the loan officer, you know, a single login workflow experience, and then mm -hmm. we can work together to give the consumer uh, a more unified experience. So yes, there's less logins, mm -hmm. and that's just kind of where we're at. We're in the middle yeah. of this. Right change so not fewer and, companies just better integrations yeah i mean maybe fewer companies too but but i don't think that is yeah. going to be vastly different i mean in some ways there's a case right. to be said there'll be more 
niche companies solving, you know, disparate problems in unique ways yeah. that integrate. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't, you know, I, I think that's the innovation doesn't come from the shrinking of companies. It comes from the right. integrations of how we yeah. all work together. And I appreciate the compliment too. I think we, I, I basically have bet the house on being really good at only one very specific thing. Um, so, yeah. you know, we will, we will see yeah, what happens. But uh, great things about what you guys yeah. are doing. So we love it. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I'm a, to use another quote, uh, you got a niche to get rich. So that's, that's very much been, um, you know, kind of our, our philosophy over the last 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that also goes true for mm -hmm. the, for lenders. Um, I'll say it a different mm -hmm. way. There's riches and yeah. niches. And, yep. and, uh, I, so we, we align. I mean, I, I always stayed in my lane with mortgage coach and just, you know, wanted mm -hmm. to be that best of breed platform. And now with trust engine, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're not getting in the CRM mm -hmm. space. We just want to, we want right. to, you know, be the best at being predictive and delivering a borrower mm -hmm. educational experience. Mm -hmm. And going off of that, I know you've been, you've launched first home IQ, which you said was, uh, to turn lo loan officers into the first responders of the financial literacy crisis. So how yeah. you know, how do you see that now playing into the role of loan officers, their ability to niche, um, and what their yeah. role is really going forward? Yeah, well, I've, I've, you know, first of all, when I, you know, got out of high school and college, let's just say went through my twenties, I did not come mm -hmm. out of that period um, financially literate or yeah. understanding how to plan for home ownership, and 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 nothing's changed you know like i graduated mm -hmm. in 1983 from high school and nothing has changed mm -hmm. people still are not coming out of their yeah. 20s um prepare prepare for that and and there is a financial literacy crisis in america um there mm -hmm. is a affordability crisis in america and i do believe that mortgage professionals both loan officers and lenders we're we're very uniquely positioned to be those those first responders um to this crisis and 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 so first home iq is something that i co-founded with kristen messerly and todd bookspan kristen mm -hmm. is the executive director and we're you know we're you know she's organizing created a community created a first home iq quiz that mm -hmm. that any first-time home buyer can take although we you know we really targeted it for gen z uh you know uh less than 25 year olds but a 32-year-old, a 38-year-old, a 40-year-old can get tons of value mm -hmm. from it. But but I do think the mortgage industry, like we, you know, we can help solve this problem in America if if we organize well, we work well, and then also work with realtors, people in housing, you know, loan officers and realtors yeah. working together to go out mm -hmm. into the community and educate the next generation. Yeah. And you talk about you know, technology changing a lot over that 20 year time period ending in 2027. Um, do the roles of loan officers, do the roles of realtors change too during that period of time, especially with some of the recent news? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, think 2027. 20, uh, although mm -hmm. I do think 2025 is going to be a, a big milestone year for the real estate industry because, uh, yeah. you know, some of the, you know, the seismic changes happening in compensation, uh, primarily as a buyer's agent. But it, it, it's going to mm -hmm. have a halo effect around the entire industry where the general public is, you know, yeah. they're thinking it and they're asking it, how are you worth six six points on a purchase or 5% yeah. on a purchase and mm -hmm. for a buyer's agent? You know, how are you that valuable? And, and so I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of innovation come in. There's going to be new players coming in. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, um, title companies and, 
you know, attorneys are going to start playing some of the role of the buyer's agent. Yeah. Um, I do think there'll be lenders. I, I interviewed Mitch Kider a couple of weeks ago. He's, uh, you know, compliance guru. Uh, and, and he said, you know, he thinks it's going to happen faster. It's going to be 2005. And so, um, you know, I, I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of innovation take place over the next few years. And, and not only will technology play a part in that, but I, but I also think just, you know, how, how we deliver housing to America needs to be more efficient. And it will be more efficient, driven by both technology and, in this case, you know, a lawsuit over uh, how how the real estate practice is being done. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that could change too is the the borrowers, the buyers, realtors always really controlled that customer, right, and controlled where they go mortgage wise, title wise, and now you know allowing more players to kind of win that race to the consumer um, and hopefully deliver value could could be a really good thing too. Yeah, no, I think it's it's really exciting, and I I do want to focus on price a little bit, just because I do think yeah. when you when you look at overall, um, you know, the success of companies, uh, you know, customer satisfaction scores, and when you look at what's impacting yeah. customer satisfaction scores, in many cases, it's it's how well communicated that price was, and how well understood that was from the very point of sale mm-hmm. through the close. It it also yeah. has a tremendous amount of impact. Over um, conversion, you know, lead to loan, and and it also has a tremendous mm-hmm. impact on on um, profitability and price exceptions. You know, there is a profitability crisis in the mortgage industry, yeah. and the two biggest factors mm-hmm. that are controllable. I mean, there's there are things that are not controllable, but the controllables are conversion and exceptions, and and so I just think. Some of the innovations mm-hmm. your company is doing, some of the things that we're doing um, are, are really important. And I do think by 2025, for sure, by 2027, there will be the haves and the have-nots in the mortgage industry. And the haves yeah. will have these incredible tech stacks that deliver this incredible experience to a consumer. Um, and it will be optimizing profits uh, through both optimizing conversion and price exception. So um, anyways, mm-hmm. I do think like we, you and I, like we are at the tip of the spear uh, in a very important way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing we've been seeing a lot uh, over the last few years is typically people say, hey, just put fees on the loan estimate. Once an application comes in, that's fine. Right. But now as the market gets more competitive and we'll probably stay that way for a while, they want fees sooner. Right. With the scenarios and mortgage coach with you know pre-application, how are we getting the borrower to see their monthly cost, their interest rate, their cost to close? Right. We need to get all of that information to them as soon as possible, because if we're vague or we come in too high because we're overestimating, we're going to lose a deal. Yeah, well, there's two experiences being caused there because I, I interview a lot of loan officers multiple times a week. I've interviewed mm-hmm. a loan officer for over 15 years at our Mortgage Coach YouTube channel. And and the the kluginess mm-hmm. of pricing alone, you know, I've got to go into this platform. I've got to go into this platform. I've got to go yeah. here to get, I mean, like, like mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be that kluji. It doesn't yeah. need to be that confusing. And, um, and, and, and by the way, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we take a lot of pride with Mortgage Coach of not only providing this incredible consumer borrower experience, but like, how can we make pricing a loan more accurate, easier, 
and more compliant. And, 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 and we can, yeah. I mean, you, you and I are doing that together for our mutual clients. No, absolutely. And you're one of our early on partnerships outside of the LOS space too. So it's been a really good uh, partnership over the years to kind of drive that going forward. Uh, so at, at a recent conference, um, kind of the, the theme was, you know, survive till 25, right? Um, and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you kind of disagree with that. Um, one of the quotes that you've said was never let a good crisis go to waste, right? Which is uh, Winston Churchill. So, you know, what can companies be doing now um, over the next year or two to, you know, not just survive, but, you know, really hit the ground running? Well, first of all, I think 2024 is going to be a pretty, pretty darn good year in the mortgage space. But I, 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 um, I'm going to be releasing a LinkedIn article um, next week, you know, the week between Chris. I don't, I don't know when this podcast is going to go out. Maybe that article will have already been released. But one of the top um, interviews that I did last year was called Moneyball Mortgage. And, and it, was, it was all about taking some of the, the concepts from Moneyball, the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt. And I would really push everybody in mortgage, like, watch that, watch that. You know, like when you watch this podcast, I mean, it's a Brad Pitt movie. It's a great movie. Um, but, but my advice is to broaden the number of metrics and how you scorecard and dashboard um, loan officer success, you know, by and large lenders, um, scorecard loan officer success by how many loans they close and what their volume is. And by the way, that's, you know, the, the, the reliance on loan officers and the way lenders have not really managed efficiencies are part of what has slowed down the innovation in the mortgage industry. So, so my whole belief is if you're playing Moneyball mortgage and you ask me a question, like, what should you be doing now? Is is you should be measuring conversion and scorecarding that, like, you know, lead, you know, credit report to loan app to closing, you know, that that measures um, customer value, that measures a loan officer's ability to deliver uh, an incredible borrower experience. Um, it drives profitability massively, and and lenders don't. Measure that. Most most loan officers don't know what their conversion is. The branch managers don't know what their conversion is. And, you know, so key metric in Moneyball Mortgage is start gamifying and making conversion uh, a leading metric. And, and, and two parts of conversion, you know, the conversion of, hey, I started talking to a borrower, I ran a credit report, did they try to do a loan? And then your database, you know, what percentage of the loans in your database are you converting monthly. And, and then, you know, the other part of Moneyball Mortgage is measuring price exceptions. Um, let's face it, the loan officers that have the fewest price exceptions are delivering the most valuable experience to the consumer. You know, they're, they're, they're not getting shopped. And, and, and by the way, I'm talking within a company. So you can say, oh, this company has higher rates than that company. But if you're in the top 10%, you know, least exceptions, most profitable loan officers within a company, you're, you're the most valuable. So I, I think my message to everyone is start playing Moneyball Mortgage. Don't just measure closed loans, production, start measuring conversion, uh, you know, credit report to loan and gamifying that with your loan officers. And, and, and if people really started measuring these other metrics and playing Moneyball Mortgage, they'd be profitable right now. Like in the most brutal market, you know, there are lenders and there are our loan officers that are incredibly profitable because they're incredibly efficient. 
Uh, so Dave, last question that we always ask people is what is your lodestar? What is your kind of guiding light motivation for doing all this work, starting these companies, you know, innovating, changing the the entire borrower experience like you're, you're working on? Gosh. Gosh. Um, well, I know, well, I know my, my two, two words, words for 2024, 2024 are going to be obsessed with, with impact. impact. You know, you know, I, I, I have, have always, always, you know, like, like you know, in, like, my like career, in my career, really cared, really cared about, people about people and mm -hmm. really wanted to help people. people. Uh, uh, you know, you the, know the, the, the actual name, the company name of Mortgage Coach, not everybody knows it, but it's, it's not Mortgage Coach. Mortgage Coach is a DBA mm -hmm. of WoW Tools. Like mm. that was the corporate name of Mortgage Coach. And then when we took it to market, it was, you know, we came up with that. Yeah. But wowing people, creating impact for people has always been my my drive. Now, given the unique feet on the bus I've had at Mortgage Coach, I've, I've really got a front row you know, view into how broken America is in terms of how we get into debt, how we use debt, my entire career um, debt has been used unstrategically by most, mm -hmm. but, you know but you know what? Some, Some Americans, Americans use it really well. well. Like they, yeah. they understand that, hey, I can Rich buy a people. home. Yeah. I could prepay the mortgage and pay it off faster, mm -hmm. or I could, you yeah. know, invest that and achieve mm -hmm. financial freedom faster. So, you know, today, you know, it's it's obsessed with impact, but it it's 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 financial freedom lending. It's, it's really, um, you know, my mission is to, with First Time AQ, Educate Gen Z with Trust Engine, um, turn loan officers into data-driven mortgage advisors that that really help families achieve mm -hmm. sustainable ownership and and achieve that with financial freedom. So mm -hmm. so you know, make impact and yeah. improve how people get into debt in America is you know my driving purpose and why it's still make make tools that allow people. Oh, that's What's a, that? A, um, like you were saying, make tools that wow people, right? Boom. Boom. Yeah. Well, uh, and create value. You know, mm -hmm. they they wow them, and they create long term sustainable, you know, value for that consumer. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel, the Mortgage Coach YouTube channel, has about twenty two thousand followers, and uh, it's a place where we're turning loan officers into data driven mortgage advisors, and then TrustEngine.com and firsthomeiq.com. Check it out. I appreciate you and thank you for all the innovation you do. And I love um, working with your team and uh, working with all our customers together.